Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. If we can remember our history and know that God fulfills his promises, Isaiah reminds the people about what they should have known and what they should have heard. They may not have experienced it firsthand, but they have the songs and the psalms that they can hold on to. They have the scriptures that they have been told. They have the prayers of the generations before them that can hold on even... Let's get into the word. Uh, turn with me, if you will, to the 40th chapter of Isaiah. That is Isaiah chapter 40. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. And I'm going to read verses 21 through 31. Again, that is Isaiah chapter 40, verses 21 through 31. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Let's see what the word of God has to say for us today. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Scarcely shall they be planted. Scarcely shall they be sown. Scarcely shall their stock take root in the earth when he will also blow on them and they will wither. And the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
Pray with me, church. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above. We thank you for an opportunity to gather once again and have things revealed to us in your word. Lord God, be with us as we partake in this lesson. Lord God, if there is anything in me that is not like you, take it from me, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Hide me behind your cross so that people will see Christ. And it is in the name of Christ I pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together, I would like to talk a little bit about something worth waiting for. Something worth waiting for. A little secret about me, and it's probably not really much of a secret, but something about me is that I hate to wait. I do not like waiting. Uh, Pre-COVID, if I had to wait for a table at a restaurant, I did not want the staff coming back time and time again to tell me it was going to be a little longer. I was one of those people that when I, by the time I said I was hungry, it was too late. I did not want to wait. Uh, these days, uh, if I make an order via Uber Eats or DoorDash, when that little estimated time of arrival is there, the last thing I want to see is that number increasing. I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting for this pandemic to come to an end. I don't like waiting for certain situations in my own life to change. I don't like waiting in general for anything. Waiting is hard. There are those who are also waiting and may not enjoy waiting. There are those that are waiting for a loved one to come home. There are those that are waiting on a report for, from the doctor. There are those that are waiting on the right person to become their spouse. There are those that are waiting on a home to live in. There are those that are waiting for the vaccine. And while they are waiting, it seems like the only kind of news these people get while they're waiting is bad news. We are all waiting on good news. That's what we really want to see, especially when the bad news keeps coming. Uh, we get a little bit of news fatigue, and it sometimes can leave us feeling depressed or powerless, uh, distrustful of news sources. And it seems like the more news we take in, the more anxiety we feel, or on the back end, we get desensitized to the news that we are uh, seeing. We hit a point like the Wicked Wish of the West did in the musical The Wiz. Don't nobody bring me no bad news. Uh, uh, 
the people in the scripture were in that kind of situation where they were in a bad situation and they were waiting and it seemed like the news they kept getting was worse and worse. In the book of Isaiah, uh, they were waiting for deliverance. In this time of the scripture, the Israelites were down and out. The Israelites were beaten up. The Israelites were tired of waiting on something they could not see. Uh, the people of Jerusalem, by the time we get to the book of Isaiah, had been in captivity by that time for over 70 years. For over 70 years, all they knew was Babylon and Babylonian captivity. For 70 years, all they knew was about these Babylons, uh, Babylonian people. Were, these were the people that took them from their homeland. And not only did they take them from their homeland, the leaders of Babylon were trying to uh, take the place of God. If you read in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13, it says that I said in my heart that I would be, or it says you will say it in your heart that I will be like the most high. The rulers of Babylon were trying to take away their culture. All these Israelites knew was a corrupt government looking to remove their culture, their heritage, their religious values. These people knew, and by these people I mean the Israelites, knew that they were loved by God, but they were in a horrible situation. They were loved by God, but they were currently captured by a corrupt government. The Israelites were waiting on their Savior and their deliverance, and it seemed like that salvation and that deliverance would never come. These people were down and out. Uh, they were beaten up. They were tired of waiting on something that they could not see. And here comes the prophet Isaiah writing his book. In the first 39 chapters of the book, he tells them that this bad situation that they are in, some of that is their fault. Uh, you see, time and time again, the people of Jerusalem, the Israelites, the Hebrew people, the people of God were doing things that God told them not to. They got caught up in the culture around them. They got caught up in the government systems around them instead of focusing on God. And every time they took their focus off of God, the things that were around them attacked them and took them over, captured them and, and took them to the homeland over and over again. When you read the, New the Old Testament, it says they, they would do things and bad things would happen. Or as uh, Dr. Roy Heller would say in the Old Testament professor uh, at Perkins School of Theology, you do good, you get good. You do bad, you get bad. And so the people kept doing bad things and they would have bad things happen to them in response to the bad things that they happened. And now this time they got captured and they got caught up by somebody that knew just how to take care of them and knew how to uh, try to eliminate them and keep them in captivity by the Babylonians. And so the first 39 chapters of the book of Isaiah, Isaiah is basically telling them, you want to worship government over God? This is what it gets you. Uh, you want to be in the world and of the world. How is that working out for you? Isaiah is there and trying to get these people to understand they're waiting for their deliverance. And Isaiah is there to help. But before he can do that, he has to tell them what they did to get there in the first place. And so that's what the first 39 chapters are about in the book of Isaiah. Then we transition into chapter 40. 
Uh, Isaiah is pleading his case to the people to tell them to keep waiting on the Lord. He says, let me show you what God can do. All you have to do is wait on him. This is an uh, appeal that Isaiah wants on the public record. I know you've been waiting for some time now. I know that you are tired of getting the bad news over and over again, but let me tell you about the God that I serve. Let me tell you how good God is. Let me tell you how he can help you to make a way out of no way. Let me tell you how I can help you in this situation. All you got to do is wait on the Lord. God, uh, Isaiah rather wants the people to activate their faith by activating their memory. Activate their faith by activating their memory. If we can remember our history and know that God fulfills his promises, Isaiah reminds the people about what they should have known and what they should have heard. They may not have experienced it firsthand, but they have the songs and the psalms that they can hold on to. They have the scriptures that they have been told. They have the prayers of the generations before them that can hold on, even though they could wonder, how can I sing songs in a foreign land? They know those songs that will help them over. They know, oh, how I love Jesus, if we could take it into this time. They know about these things that go on. They know the scriptures that they can hold on to. Uh, the, the, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. They know these things. They just have to activate their memory. Just like we have to activate our memories. There are some hymns that we have known. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his every word. He has never failed me yet. I will trust in the Lord until I die. They have some things to hold on to. They may not have experienced them themselves, but God still has a history, and that history has been passed down through the generations. Even though the people are suffering under Babylon, governments are not God. Politicians are not God. Kings are not God. Anything a politician, a king, or a government can do is temporary when you compare it to God. Uh, yeah, the, the text says that the princes will fall. They are like grasshoppers when they are compared to God. They cannot reach the level of God. Wait on something substantial to get you through. The, the enemies compared to God are but a drop in a bucket. They are dust on the scales. They are less than nothing when compared to God. God is for the long term. God is a long term God and God is worth waiting for. God's word stands forever. God's word has prominence. God's word is timeless. God is worth waiting for. God created in the beginning and is still creating now and God won't get tired. That's why he said in verses 28 and 29, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increaseth strength. 
It's all kind of things that come and go. Hashtag challenges on social media come and go. Hit songs come and go. Friendships come and go. Marriages come and go. Churches come and go. But God's word stands forever. Something that was put together over a course of 1,500 years has lasted over 2,000 years. The word of God, the best-selling book of all time. We can't remember who we spoke to last or who we, what we had for breakfast this morning. But God's word stands forever. God has the long-term view in history. And not only that, God offers power and strength to those who may feel fatigued about the news that they are getting in the present. See, human beings, we, we tend to try to fix every problem. And if we don't try to fix every problem, we got somebody that we can tell to fix those problems. But as life in this pandemic has taught us, there are limits to human knowledge and ability. And if we trust in only ourselves, we are bound to get tired of waiting. And when we fail, or we're going to reach the end of our ability. Uh, we can't do it all ourselves. Life can have us feeling disappointment and exhaustion. And when the reality sets in that we cannot fix everything on our own, no matter how hard we try, we got to understand that in all things, God is worth waiting for. I like the message translation of the last three verses. It says, uh, 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 why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine, Israel? saying, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God does not come and go. God lasts. He's the creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out. He doesn't pause to catch his breath. And he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired, gives fresh strength to dropouts. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soars like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but we need to focus on God. We've waited on things that were certainly worth waiting for. 
Uh, there are those who waited on their spouse, thought they would never get married, and found the right one. There were those who waited on the right house, tried over and over and over to get one, only to fail time and time again. But the right house in the right neighborhood at the right price became available. There are those who waited on children and thought it could never happen and now have blessings in their home, whether biological or adopted. There are those who waited on personal growth and success. They struggled in business. They struggled on the job. They struggled in personal development. But when they look at where they are now versus where they were back then, they know the phrase, well, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? There are those who waited on all kinds of other blessings. And if those things were worth waiting on, how much more is the Lord worth waiting on? See, 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 waiting is hard when we are waiting on the wrong things. How much better would our stress levels be if we spent as much time praying as we did worrying about what somebody else thinks? Uh, If we spent more time reading the Bible as opposed to watching the news. I'm not saying we shouldn't be informed, but spending a little more time with God can't hurt. We have to put our time and our talent and our treasure into things that will last for the long term. The word of God lasts forever and God is worth waiting for. We can wait on the Lord. See, waiting means that we are not always in control. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We are not always in control. But when we let go and let God, we can experience God's power more fully. You might be tired right now, But wait on the Lord. He'll renew your strength. He will recharge your batteries. He will give you the ability to keep moving forward. Letting go and letting God will give you the energy to go on. I know you're tired right now, but weeping may endure for a night. But then joy will come in the morning. I know you're tired right now, but many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will carry you through them. I know you're tired right now, but call on him while he is near and seek him while he may be found. I know you're tired right now, but he who has begun a good work in you will perform it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I know you're tired right now, but it's not uh, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. It is not I who lives, but the Christ who lives in me. I know you're tired right now, but haven't you heard? Don't you know the word of God is everlasting to everlasting. He gives power to the faint and to them who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall utterly fail, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, run and not get weary, walk and 
not faint. I know you're tired right now, but if you wait on the Lord, he'll let you spread your wings and fly. And if you can't fly, he'll let you run. And if you can't run, he'll let you walk. And you'll be able to get from point A to point B and look at how far the Lord has brought you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching and God bless.